Welcome, welcome to Citizens Climate Lobby's informational session. We usually host this on Wednesday evening. We are so glad you're here for the world's largest informational session. We, yes, Brett, I think we now have the world's largest informational session. This is where we introduce newcomers to our work, our values, and our legislative priorities. If you have been worrying about climate change and looking for a home where you can have a real impact, you have found it. I'm your host, Ellie Sparks, CCL Senior Director of Programs, and let's get started. So co-presenting with me today is Drew Ierly, our Conservative Outreach Director, and we've got a whole crew of people helping, helping with tech. I want to say that we do have a Spanish language website, resources available in Spanish, and a quarterly Spanish language informational session coming up at the end of the month, November 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's for an hour and a half. And if you are interested, then you can email espanol at climavivibla.org. And Kathy's going to put the links in the chat for you to our Spanish language website and our email address. So we have three promises to make to all of you. First, we promise you will be connected with your local organizer, if you aren't already, who can help you take local action. So look for an email from a local group leader sometime early next week. Second, we promise you'll be provided with additional training opportunities so you can learn what you need to learn to make the biggest impact. Look for an email from our membership team within a day or two. That email has links to our online volunteer portal and resources to dive deeper. And lastly, we promise you'll leave tonight or today informed and ready to act. In fact, we will lead you through a short advocacy action here on the call, so stick around. If you are new and you don't hear from a local group leader or coordinator by next Wednesday, reach out to us at membership at citizensclimate.org, and Kathy will put that email address in the chat for you. If you are on this call without having registered on our website, so maybe you're in one of those watch parties and you're a new volunteer and you're not yet connected to CCL, email our membership team and let us know so we can get you connected officially. And let's get started. Drew, over to you. All right. Thanks, Allie. So CCL brings the country together to enact big solutions to climate change for the sake of everything that we love. With Citizens Climate Lobby, Every person concerned about climate change has the opportunity to make an impact far beyond their personal lifestyle choices. Our education and training turns ordinary citizens into a national team of highly effective volunteer lobbyists, organizers, and communicators who get legislation passed. The legislation we support helps drive down emissions and build bridges in Congress as well as within our communities. So what does it look like to be a CCL volunteer? We have ourselves organized in communities across the country with our volunteers working as teams within local chapters. We share the work and we get more done within teams focusing on five areas of political leverage. We call these areas the five political or the five levers of political will. These five core areas that our chapters leverage to bring citizens into the political process and to make constructive change possible. The first one is lobbying Congress. The second one is media relations. Third is grassroots outreach. This is to people within your community. Four is grass tops engagement with local respected leaders and groups within your community. And five, or the fifth one is chapter and volunteer development. So let's take a look at these one by one. First of all, lobbying Congress. CCL volunteers meet with congressional offices more frequently than any other advocacy group. Getting legislation passed requires a complicated coalition building process in which lots of smaller steps must happen before we get a law. 
We've been building political will for major climate action in the U.S. for over a decade, and we've been a significant part of the recent boom of congressional action on climate change. Our volunteers succeeded in getting climate provisions into large bill packages that passed with votes from Democrats and Republicans. Examples include the 2020 COVID relief package, the 2021 bipartisan infrastructure package, the 2022 Chips and Science Act, and last summer, or two summers ago, the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes the largest U.S. investment in climate. Congress, they understand that every phone call, email, or letter that they receive on an issue represents many others with that same concern. Congressional staffers, they tell us that steady daily drumbeat of calls and emails makes a very big impact on their bosses. So our volunteers have been contacting Congress to go big on climate. In the month of September, our volunteers contacted Congress 8,796 times. That is all just in one month. So in the meantime, Ellie, what else are our volunteers doing to move that deal? Well, CCL volunteers successfully publish in local media. Since January of this year, our, volunteer our volunteers have published 1,705 letters to the editor, op-eds, articles, plus radio and TV successes. As Congress explores bipartisan climate-focused bills, we keep up the pressure and momentum for effective, bold policy with our local media work. Our op-eds, letters to the editor, and news coverage help to educate our community and signal to members of Congress their constituents care deeply about climate. Seriously, and with a lot of compassion, the job of educating and persuading the public on solutions to climate change. We give lots of talks in the community, and our presenter teams include volunteers helping behind the scenes by scheduling those talks. Many CCL chapters host special events like movie viewings, hikes, uh, book study groups, and even barbecues. They invite friends and family to attend and learn more about what they can do as a community. Tabling is definitely a tried and true CCL tool for grassroots outreach. In fact, some of you I saw in the chat have met us through CCL tabling. So let's take a look at this video about tabling. We are a citizen climate lobby and we're using democracy to fight climate change. We have a monthly call-in campaign where every month we send a reminder to people to call their Congress people. Scan the QR codes, you'll be able to send a message to Congress. So if you have an idea for outreach that isn't being done, we definitely encourage your innovation. So in fact, creating a new type of outreach is one of the most CCL things that you can do. We love using social media to get the word out. We're on X, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook threads, and LinkedIn. We use social media at the chapter, state, and national level. And if you want to follow us on any of these platforms, please do. Kathy has put our links in the chat. Grasshoff's engagement. So members of Congress, they consistently tell us that they want to hear from local respected leaders. So our members of Congress trust these people and turn to them for advice and guidance. Individual voices of local leaders, they make a disproportionate impact on a member of Congress. So volunteers ask local leaders to contact Congress about being climate champions. On the Grasstops team, 
you might find yourself reaching out to mayors, city council members, tribal leaders, members of chambers of commerce, faith and business leaders, directors, and members of other nonprofit organizations. The list goes on and on. Here at CCO, we focus on building relationships with one another. You know, a strong chapter makes our individual efforts louder. Each chapter has a volunteer leader or a leadership team. Many chapters also have a welcome team. We hope that you hear from the group leader or the welcome team through email, phone call, or text message. Please, please, please take a minute and just respond back to them. They're volunteers, just like you all, trying to keep the local chapter running smoothly. If you don't hear from them, please let us in membership know so that we can help you connect. There is a possibility that you may live somewhere where we don't have a chapter. If that's the case and you'd like to help start a chapter, please let us know. All right, so what role do you want to play? You all bring diverse strengths and enthusiasm. Like you just heard, there's so many different ways to get involved. So what I'd like to do right now is everybody jump back over to the chat and in the chat, let us know what you're interested in doing in your chapter. Are you interested in lobbying? Uh, do you have writing skills that you want to develop by writing to your newspaper? Could you see yourself behind the table in the video? Uh, maybe giving presentations. Maybe you want to work behind the scenes and rather schedule presentations or research local leaders. Do you want to meet with local leaders or starting a chapter where you don't have one yet? What volunteer position sounds exciting to you all? They're coming in fast and fierce, Drew. They, they are coming in fast. Hold on. I got to read quick. Oh, so we've got grassroots outreach by Yale. Taylor says, I'm interested in writing a letter to a congressman. Patty says, I'm signed up to be a uh, scheduler for my chapter. Wesley says, writing, I think it's Wesley. Uh, yep, writing newspapers and scheduling meetings. Julia says, working with behind scenes and giving presentations. Mike says, revive the chapter, which is kind of formant, and focus on in-person inter interactions. Uh, Ratika says, writing to the editors. Leslie is all about lobbying. Chris, uh, meet with uh, elected officials, I imagine. Samuel says lobbying. Patsy's writing LTEs. Man, such a diverse answer here. Kate says lobbying, writing, community engagement. Oh, I love the community engagement. Oh, lost it. Where we go? There we go. Uh, tabling, giving presentations, giving inroads presentations from Kathy. Uh, moving to a small town in Lynchburg, so we'd love to start a chapter there. Please reach out to us. We'll help you with that. Uh, Vince, uh, Vince, the MI guy. Letters to the other. Oh, you guys are coming in so fast. I love the enthusiasm. Um, if you've been, whether you've been around forever or you're very new to CCL, you all are going to make wonderful contributions to your chapter. And I cannot wait to see what you accomplish. And I can't wait to work with you. Awesome. So CCL works on policies that are effective in reducing net emissions and building bridges, both in Congress and in our communities. We focus on four main topic areas carbon pricing, clean energy permitting reform, healthy forests, building electrification and efficiency. And we're gonna look at these policy agenda areas one by one. First, we have carbon pricing, which has long been CCL's preferred policy. Economic modeling shows that it is the most effective and efficient way to quickly reduce emissions. It is also supported by thousands of economists across the political spectrum. With a carbon cashback, Corporate polluters pay a fee on their carbon pollution, like they should for any other trash they put out in the environment. The money is collected and sent back to Americans in the form of a monthly payment or carbon cashback that they can use however they want. It puts money directly into the pockets of millions of hardworking families 
while encouraging businesses to clean up their act and consumers to buy cleaner products. We are pleased to announce that the House now has a carbon pricing bill, the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act of 2023, and we will be advocating in support of this bill. After we get through Q&As in this webinar, we're going to invite you to contact your member of Congress in support of the Energy Innovation Act. Next, we have clean energy permitting reform. In order for us to reach our climate goals, we need to connect new clean energy projects to the grid a lot faster than we do today. There are currently billions of private dollars in clean energy infrastructure waiting to be invested, but burdensome government re regulations stand in the way. By simply cutting that red tape, we can quickly increase the amount of clean energy connected to the grid, which will dramatically reduce our carbon emissions. We also recognize that current permitting processes don't protect vulnerable communities, and we want a permitting process that vulnerable communities can trust. We think bad projects should be shot down quicker and good projects should be greenlighted with greater speed. So we work to increase America's capacity to transmit clean energy and speed up the approval of clean energy projects while preserving communities' ability to give input. In fact, we're currently asking members of Congress to co-sponsor the Big Wires Act, which will make America's energy grid more resilient and reliable, encourages states to build infrastructure we need to move clean energy, and could pass as part of an end-of-year omnibus package. Later in the webinar today, we're going to show you how to contact your member of Congress and request they co-sponsored the Big Wires Act, so stick around for that. Um, you, at that point, you could either write to them about the Energy Innovation Act, as I mentioned in the previous slide, or you could contact them about the Big Wires Act. So we're going to get to both options shortly. In, meanwhile, in the meantime, let's move on to forestry, both urban and rural. Americans cherish their forests. We support preserving and expanding forests and we promote climate smart forestry. Trees, after all, serve as nature's carbon vacuum cleaner. During hot weather, urban tree canopies can reduce local temperatures by as much as 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Planting trees is the most effective way to directly lower temperatures. Urban tree canopies save lives and help cities avoid catastrophic power failures during extreme heat waves by reducing air conditioning usage. Trees make outdoor and indoor spaces livable in cities, and we especially support them being planted in neighborhoods that need them most, typically neighborhoods with low-income families and people of color. The Seedlings for Sustainable Habitat Restoration Act is one forestry-related bill that CCL supports. The bill will ensure that funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law is available to support the development of seedling nurseries to improve and expand reforestation efforts. And lastly, building electrification and efficiency. We educate the public and elected officials on the importance of electrification and efficiency and how they can accelerate the transition to clean energy buildings. Of course, with attention to supporting low and middle income households in that transition. We want to bring the clean energy future to America's doorsteps. So let's pause here together and consider which one of these you think might help your community the most and why. So we're gonna use the chat again. You can tell us which one you feel most drawn to or which one you think might be most beneficial to your community and tell us a little bit about why you think that might be the case. Give us a little bit of an explanation, if you would. I know, Drew, you're a fan of carbon pricing. 
And why is that? <laughs> well, I mean, it hits all of my my conservative values, my Republican values, free market, limited government overreach. Um, and it's a way to address this issue that affects us all. So why not? It's a win-win for everybody. Awesome. Thank you. I'm seeing some coming in. I see carbon pricing, healthy forests, says Julia, for better air quality. Susan likes them all. Reva says trees. After Hurricane Sally decimated our tree canopy in 2020, Claudia is for carbon pricing. Ashreef says healthy forests because it will help reduce the issue with heat waves where I live in the rainy season in Florida helps grow and provide protection. Yeah, and those mangroves. We need you guys to have mangroves along the coast. Howard says clean energy permitting reform. Yale says uh, the Worcester neighborhoods badly need trees, also interested in carbon pricing. Robert says clean energy permitting would be a big plus. Texas is becoming more restrictive on this. And it's a shame because the vast wind speeds we have in the panhandle. Yeah, we would like Texas to help spread their energy wealth around. Jamie says healthy forests. I currently live in Florida and everything is being urbanized. John Gage says carbon fee and dividend because it's 50% of the global climate pollution solution. <laughs> I love that. All of these, some folks are saying, um, we're a small rural seaside town. Electrification is important, says Carol. Lots coming in here. Oh my gosh, can't read them all. Healthy forest would help stop heat waves during extreme summer during the sun, summer sun, during the desert, in the desert sun during the summer, says Sayer. Healthy forest, says Peggy. Many neighborhoods in our district have way more concrete than shade. Lots going on. Carbon pricing forest. Samuel says he agrees with Drew. Building electrification also is important. Oh my goodness, wonderful. Can't read them all. Uh, Vince says carbon pricing is always first. The other three are very important. They fit together. Well, speaking of the other three, I think it is kind of nice to see how they all fit together. So Drew is going to walk us through a graph that uh, will help us visualize that. So Drew? All right. So let's take a look at this graph here. Um, it's going to visually illustrate how all four of these policy agendas work together to get us below our emissions reductions goals. But don't worry, just ignore the numbers and look at the colors. So as you can see, this thin blue line along the top, that shows our current emissions. The straight horizontal line is where we want to land. That represents the globally agreed upon emissions reduction goal. If we do nothing, U.S. emissions will decline slightly, but we're not going to be anywhere near our goal. And if we reform permitting for clean energy projects, we eliminate a huge chunk of emissions. When we add the federal carbon price, we remove another huge chunk of emissions. Keeping our forests healthy, that pushes us even further. And to cap it all off, electrifying buildings and making them more efficient. So as you can see from this graph, we need all of the climate solutions. There's not one idea or technology that's going to win over. This is why we need you all in your communities advocating for the climate solutions that resonate. Okay, let's go ahead and shift to our values. So CCL has seven core values that got our work. They are focus, integrity, optimism, diversity, personal power, relationships, and being nonpartisan. So in this, you know, I want you to listen for the CCL values in this video that we're going to show, which features volunteers just like you all who embody these values. After the video ends, we're going to invite you to go back to the chat and share which value resonates most with you and why. So Ricky, will you show that video for us, please? 
I really needed an outlet where I felt like I was really making an impact and really contributing. And when I found CCL, it was exactly that. My work is centered around going out into the highways and byways and compelling people to know that there's hope. As an indigenous man, it helps me to be able to understand that I am from the earth. You know, whether it be the trees or the bush or the rocks, the elements in itself, you know, we're connected to these things. Citizen Climate Lobby, it helped me to uh, look at climate change in a different manner. Each generation sort of gets to define what politics is. That's why it's so key for people who I think are level-headed and want to have fruitful discussions to really get involved when they can because they bring a lot of people with them. They create a culture in which we can talk about these things in a calm way. I really believe that talking about it and trying to educate people and help them come to their own conclusions, I think that that's very, very important. Our voices can make a difference. You know, whether you're on the reservation or whether you're from a small town or a state, you can literally write a letter or call and talk directly to the office or congressperson themselves. Growing up wanting to be politically involved, but being a little bit quiet about it, I was able to just observe the conversations, both on the conservative and liberal spectrum. You're trying to understand the other person, and compassion plays a part in that desire for communication and that desire to be understood. Politically, I've I voted both ways. I know there's good people, both Democrats and Republicans. They're good people over there at our state house. I'm actually optimistic about the future of the party just because I know so many young Republicans that care about climate change. I'm very optimistic. I believe that somewhere, somehow, we're going to get it right. Don't be discouraged about what the future looks like. Come to our meeting and be encouraged to make a difference and make the change happen. If you're nervous, just jump in. <laughs> just jump in and help because I was nervous. But sometimes you're needed. I love that video and seeing all the diversity in our volunteers. So let's go ahead and consider our values. Again, they are focus, integrity, optimism, diversity, personal power, relationships, and being nonpartisan. These core values, they were there at the beginning and continue to guide us as we move forward. And we think that these values are going to resonate with you all. And we'd love to hear your thoughts in the chat. So which value or values resonate with you the most? And importantly, why do they resonate with you? So for me, it's integrity. It'd be very easy for me as a Republican to kind of fall in line with what society calls the norm. But understanding that this is an issue and knowing that I need to speak up on it, it's important to me to be the, ex the exception and make a choice that's honest to me. So Julius says integrity because it's important in everyday life. Joyce, optimism because without it, what's the point? Rita says personal power. One person can make a difference. Claudia says it's important to have opinions and views from every angle. Oh, you guys are coming in so quick. If I miss some, I apologize. We're just going to hit a few of these here. Uh, we have, uh, I think that's Alex. Uh, uh, being nonpartisan, especially now in our broken society, Diversity, we're a big, diverse country. Patsy says integrity, we need to listen to scientists and not people spreading things that are false. Lynn says, uh, wanting to engage in something to make a difference, too many feel that they can make a, or they can't make a difference. So personal power and optimism, good deal, I love it. Karina, coming in with diversity and integrity. Love you, Karina. Uh, Rick says optimism. Uh, Michael says being nonpartisan. 
Uh, oh, we got here. We got, oh, Michael Jeffries loves nonpartisanship. We love you, Michael. Eric says, building relationships and resilience networks so we can move forward together. We'll get a couple more here. Howard, I think it's Howard. Let me expand out your name here. Yep, Howard says, relationships, a lot of relationships coming in. Absolutely. You can't do it if we don't know each other and have that foundational relationship in order to understand, respect, and move forward. All right. Well, in the sake of time, I love all your answers. We're going to jump here. Uh, so one of our values is nonpartisanship. Uh, I'm a Republican, so I love the nonpartisanship value. It's what made CCL a home. So I'd like to share with you all what motivated me to join CCL. Ricky, if you would. Hi, I'm Drew Irely. I am the conservative outreach director for Citizens Climate Lobby. My path to being a conservative, uh, concerned about climate action, was definitely a long one. Growing up, it was a very rural area. You had to be into the outdoors or you were going to be bored out of your mind. So I grew up doing a lot of hunting, fishing. I was the only the, the second person on my mom's side to graduate high school. I graduated June 6th, 05, at like 7.30 at night. And by 8 o'clock the next morning, I was on my way to basic training on my 17th birthday. <laughs> I had deployments to Iraq, Afghanistan, rotations through Cuba. It was during this time that I really became concerned with energy infrastructure but I wasn't ready to take action yet. It took the birth of a 10 pound baby girl with cheeks so big she couldn't open her eyes to really get me to open mine. My life just went from the next 50 years to the next 75. What if she's the veteran that follows in my footsteps and she's in the VA suffering from exposure? You know, what if she's on a fossil fuel route and you know, subject to an IED? How will I be able to look at her in the eye and say, I knew that this could be an issue that you would have to face and I chose to do nothing about it. It's why we fight wars. You know, we fight them now so our kids don't have to. I am fighting climate change now so my daughters don't have to. A lot of people, you know, they say conservatives don't care about climate change and you know, it's not true at all. We just want sensible policies that don't destroy the economy in trying to find a solution. We have that here at Citizens Climate Lobby. There are a lot of leadership opportunities for conservatives, especially in red states and districts with Republican congressional offices. Conservatives can also join CCL's Conservative Caucus. It's a national group of Republicans and other right-of-center individuals where conservatives can get together and regularly meet online and have strictly conservative-based conversations. Sharing our personal story is how we make a difference. Sorry, muted there. All right, so in the spirit of personal power, we want you all to have the training and resources that you're going to need to take action. So we've created CCL Community. This is your hub for CCL resources. On CCL Community, you will find resources and trainings, uh, a homepage for your local chapter, and volunteers connecting across the country on forums as well as in action teams. You can visit the new volunteers page we set up for all of our new volunteers and old, just like you all. And Kathy is going to put those links in the chat now so you can check them out after the call. Often people ask who funds CCL, especially because we work with a broad array of stakeholders. People wonder if we're secretly working for a particular funder or cause. Here's the great news. Our funding, just like our progress and amazing stories of success, comes from our members. 
We are grassroots funded with over 70% of our budget coming from individuals and the rest is from foundations. We also have a strict policy of not accepting donations from fossil fuel companies. So our funding comes from people like you, plain and simple. This funding allows us to offer top tier training and events in person and online for our members without charging membership dues. And major gifts enable us to scale our work and to take advantage of new opportunities. Our development team prioritizes transparency, so please go to cclusa slash donate if you would like to learn more or make a gift yourself. And Kathy has put the link in the chat for you. We are a grassroots organization and that includes our funding. All righty. So at this point in our informational session, we would usually be connecting new volunteers with their chapters. So I have a question for you all. I know that a lot of you are old timers. You're watching this in a watch party. Is there anyone who is watching this informational session and they have not yet connected with their chapter welcome team or chapter leader? So answer in the chat if you are brand new and you've not yet connected with your chapter yet. All right. Okay. So now if we were on a Wednesday night informational session, then I would be sharing, I would be walking the new people through an exercise in which they would fill out a Google form. And then we collect that information and our intern would then connect uh, those new people on Thursday with their group leader and share the information from that Google form. And it's uh, asking what they might be interested in doing as a volunteer, what are their values, what areas they're interested in focusing on in our policy. Oh, we have one, we have some people who haven't. All right, so go ahead and Kathy, put that link in the chat. It's right there, you can click on that. Um, so it looks like there's two or three folks. Take a moment to fill that out. And like I said, tomorrow, Kieran, our intern, well, not tomorrow, because it's Sunday, but on Monday, Kieran, who is our intern, will share your response with your group leader. And we hope that that helps to spark conversations and allow you to find a role within your chapter. So while those, while those two or three people are filling that out, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Q&A. Um, so we've maybe Drew will take about five minutes on Q&A and then we'll walk folks through our action and we can always circle back for more Q&A if we have it. So I'll turn it over sounds, to you. Sounds good. All right. So um, as Ellie said, if you stick around through the Q&A, we're going to lead you through CCL actions. Uh, if you have a question, uh, you know, typically you can either drop them in the chat or use the Q&A feature. I'm going to ask that you, you do use the Q&A feature so we don't have because there's so many people in here. And it'll just be easier for us to have it all in one central location. So let me go ahead and open this up. And oh, they're coming in quick. Um, Ellie, do you want to take this first one? Eugene has asked, should we be lobbying our reps and senators to co-sponsor the 2023 Act? Well, it's not yet in the Senate. So for I'm sure I'm thinking you probably are, if you're talking about the Energy Innovation Act. It's in the House, not the Senate, and we're really looking for some Republican co-sponsors. The Democrats who are co-sponsoring the Energy Innovation Act would really like to find some Republican co-sponsors. So, yeah, if you're if you have a Republican House member, please reach out to them. You're certainly welcome to reach out to them if they're Democrats as well. 
It's not yet in the Senate. Good question. All right. How can we push the carbon taxing? Well, uh, we, we ran through those five levers of political will, and one of them is lobbying. So you can reach out to your member of Congress in support of the uh, carbon pricing. And we will be taking you through an action that will demonstrate how to do that. And you can actually do that today with us here in a couple minutes. The next one is media. So you could be writing letters to the editor about carbon pricing. You could be writing on social media posts about carbon pricing. The next lever is grassroots. So you could help your chapter with tabling or clipboarding or giving presentations to get the word out about carbon pricing. The fourth one is grass tops. So that could be that you're meeting with local respected leaders and introducing them to the concept of carbon pricing. And the fifth lever is chapter and volunteer development. So you could be helping to build your chapter, recruit new members, educate them on carbon pricing. So those are the different ways you could be advocating for carbon pricing. All right, can you ask what do lobby meetings, uh, I'm imagining with our representatives look like? Um, I absolutely love lobbying. So what does it look like? You show up 10 minutes early with your team. You do some last minute prep work. You walk in there, introduce yourselves. They're extremely polite. Uh, whether you're meeting with the staffer or you're meeting with the representative, we'll take you into one of the different rooms. Sometimes you do it in the hallway. Sometimes you do it right there in the center of their office. Either way, you're going in there with a very diverse group and talking respectfully, giving them information. You want to do more listening than actual talking. Uh, especially if it's a new meeting or a new team, so you can understand where the office is at. It's it's extremely nerve-wracking until you walk through that door, and then you sit there and you question yourself, and you wonder, why was I so nervous about this? There are people just like me, and we're just having a conversation. So hopefully that answers your question. It's nothing to be too, well, that's in-person lobbying. Uh, doing it this way, it's a little bit different. You're going to sign in, but it's the same process. So any any extras there, Ellie? No, I want to just grab a question off of the off of the chat uh, because it is a chapter development question. So Taylor is asking how to connect to members of the chapter at their college. So if you are having a hard time connect finding your chapter, email us at membership at citizensclimate.org and we'll help you out with that. I can't help you right now, but Taylor, I just wanted to say membership at Citizens Climate and we'll make sure you get connected to your chapter. So back to the Q&A. Is CCL looking for a senator to sponsor the Energy Innovation and Carbon Dividend Act in the Senate? Yeah, do you have do you have someone in mind? Have you been talking to them? We definitely are welcome to those efforts. You want to read uh, Rick says, what is the most important message to overcome voters' negative reaction to anything that looks like a tax? Uh, how do you uh, I think that's subjective. Like it really depends on your part of the country and what's important to people. Not everybody is broad brush, right? So there's not one important message that's going to, you know, be better than the rest. Um, I know for me and talking to like my social circles and everything, it's not a tax if it doesn't grow the government. It's 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 a fee that gets returned 100% net revenue to, you know, the houses for them to decide how they see, you know, to spend how they see fit. For them to decide how they want to stimulate the economy. Um, so that's that is my answer. I'm not saying it's the best answer. I'm not even saying it's the right answer. I think getting to know the people that you're talking to is the best first step in formulating the correct response. Uh, because if you don't know them, then how how can you actually talk to them? 
So. Awesome. All right. And Howard is asking to see the numbers of the bills. Well, we're going to do that here in a second. We're going to actually take you to a page where you can take action and the bill numbers are there. And Yui says, what about me? I work. Will Can I still volunteer for CCL? How can I be of help if I'm working full time? We've got plenty of volunteers who work full time. We've even got some work full time and have kids. There's uh, all kinds of things you can do from a small amount to a large amount. And you would want to ask your chapter leader, how can I help? I work full time. I could do something in the evening. I could help on the weekend. I could fit it in at work. And so just let your group leader know that about your availability and they'll work with you in that regard. So we're going to put a pause on the Q&A for the moment and we're going to go to taking our action and we'll circle back if we have a few moments on Q&A. And uh, so we've come to the advocacy part of our call and we've made a simple tool for you to email your member of Congress and I'm going to ask Ricky to show us a short video that answers the question, does it really make a difference when we reach out to our member of Congress? I never would have imagined how much progress would be made in such a short period of time. I first came to know CCL when I was a legislative staffer in the House of Representatives working for a Republican member of Congress. When I started working on the Hill, climate change was either being totally rebuffed by members of Congress or was quietly being mentioned as a distant and low priority. Eight years later, when I was ready to leave the Hill and join CCL, climate change was widely agreed upon by both parties in Congress. Having worked in an office that went from not even mentioning the words climate change to introducing bills to address it, I saw firsthand what the real driver of that change was, and it was grassroots advocacy. No climate study or report could change a member of Congress's beliefs the way real-life climate impacts can. I saw members shift their perspective on climate more in a 30-minute meeting with CCL volunteers than in months and months of hearings and briefings on the topic. CCL's respect-based approach was key in all of that. Equally important to meeting with members is the support that CCLers build in their local communities. Talking to people throughout the community, giving presentations, building support amongst businesses and local elected officials, all of that helps members of Congress know that they have the local support and allows them to not just talk the talk, but to walk the walk. Every action from a lobby meeting, to tabling at farmers markets, to writing LTEs, all of those actions have moved our communities, moved Congress, and moved our entire country forward on meaningful climate policy. Awesome, I love that video. It explains so succinctly why we do what we do, and it shows the impact of meeting and contacting our members of Congress. So we're gonna work together right now on taking some action. We've already had some bipartisan climate successes. We've talked about the Growing Climate Solutions Act, the Infrastructure Act, the Chips and Science Act. We really can get Republicans and Democrats together to uh, make a difference and we do that through our advocacy. So we've got a link I'm sharing with you. If you are together with a chapter, I'm gonna read that out loud. You can type it into your phone cclusa.org slash action. The link is also in the chat. And uh, we've got, uh, when, we, when you click on that link, you'll see that we have three options. One, you could ask Congress to support the Energy Innovation Act. Two, you could ask Congress to co-sponsor the Big Wires Act. And three, you could spread the word on social media. So for just today, pick one of those 
if you're going to write to Congress, please add something about yourself to the email. It's a template. We want you to modify it. You've been sharing with us uh, about yourself, what your values are, what motivates you, why you care about climate change. Go ahead and add that to the beginning of your email. I like to add um, something about my granddaughter, Izzy, at motivating me to take action on climate change. So I'm gonna give you a second to select one of those and follow the instructions that will help you either write or call. If you're gonna call, that is fine too. I know it's Saturday, you can leave a voicemail. If you're a little nervous to call Congress, you might decide to call on the weekend because you will just get the voicemail. It's okay, they still count it. So feel free to call if you want to or go ahead and do the social media. And when you're done, let us know in the chat which one of these actions you've taken. And of course, you can share this action page with your friends and family. It's okay for you to encourage them. In fact, we invite you to do that. Lots of Energy Innovation Act. Uh, you should be fine. The Congress will not spam you. Uh, Samuel asked that. Yeah, so Congress will not spam you. They want to be able to reply to you and let you know that they got your email. Email and shared Instagram post, says Sayer. Lynn says, sent a message. This is awesome. Great. Okay, good. Okay, so we do have a little bit of time. We're going to probably do another four minutes of Q&A. And so feel free to open back up the Q&A and put some more questions there. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, but we are going to, we'll probably do about three more minutes of Q&A. And let's see if we've got a handful of those questions were answered uh, by uh, Brett responding to those. So if you're if you had a question, it may have already been answered. And which pieces of legislation would be most concerned with capping old wells spouting methane into the air in Texas? Well, I do not know the answer to that question, Maureen. That would be something to bring to the forums in CCL community and maybe Kathy can share that. We actually are going to share a link uh, with the forum with you on the forums. That is, uh, Kathy, if you wanna grab that link on slide 44. When you have questions about policy that I can't answer for you or Drew can't, then you're welcome to go to the forums on CCL community and look and see if there was an answer there or you could put your question there as well. Is it still useful to contact members of Congress for non-US citizens? You're welcome to contact, you live in the district, you're welcome to reach out to them. We have non-US citizens even join us in lobby meetings. So you, you, that is perfectly legitimate. You're welcome to contact them, Guillaume. All right. And I have a, Michael says, I have a good friend who is the finance of a, Oh, fiance, sorry, fiance. Fiance of a state representative here in Connecticut. What would be the best way to reach out to them? I'm brand new to CCL, a, a good friend who is a fiance of a state representative in Connecticut. That's so interesting. Well, um, you, I, I suppose if you have a friendship, that would be lovely to, to have a, informal conversations with them. I, th I think, Drew, you look like you have a, something you want to say to that regard. 
I just I, I treat everything as if I'm talking to somebody about sports, about their football team, you know, things like that. Like, you know, if, if I, I'm all about getting rid of labels and agendas and just having a conversation. So, you know, you wouldn't run up to somebody and blast them with your favorite football team that you just met for the first time. So instead, just have a conversation. Let it come up organically and naturally. You know, what have you been up to? Well, I've been up to this. I found this organization, CCL, and they're outstanding. And this is what they're trying to do with, you know, nonpartisan work to gain bipartisan support, you know, and let them ask questions about your interests. So that's my best suggestion. All right. So now we are going to wrap things up with the slides. I want to do say to Bill Gorham, who has a question specifically for you, Drew. Bill, email Drew. He would love to work with you on any presentation you've got. We've got two great guys, uh, Michael Jeffries and Drew Ierly, both on staff helping support conservative outreach work. So email Drew at Citizens Climate. And let us begin to wrap up here. So drill. All right. So, yeah. So people ask us what they should do after after today. Uh, we recommend two steps. Connect with your local chapter leader who can help you take local actions if you're brand new to CCL. Or two, take our core volunteer training. Even if you've done it in the past, there's always updated materials. And that's going to help you learn to do things like write letters to the editor, reach cross-political divide, preparing for lobby meetings, and learning the basics of Congress and way much more. So you can take the core volunteer training live on Zoom. That's going to be on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific. Or you can take yourself through the trainings at your own pace. And Kathy is dropping the links for the core volunteer training page in the chat. All right. So if you have any questions about our legislative agenda, you can visit the forums on CCL community and also stick around for the rest of our conference today. We will have some more on our legislative agenda. If you have questions about volunteering that didn't get answered, you can contact your local group leader or welcome team volunteers. These people can help you take more action, join a project team, or find a leadership role to fill. Each chapter has an email address, and you can find your chapter's email address on the chapter directory page on our website. And if you get stuck in any fashion, reach out to us at membership. And before I turn it over to Drew, I want to say that uh, please remember to invite people to our Wednesday night version of this. Drew and I are on every Wednesday leading this, and if you are recruiting new folks, invite them to that. And Drew, I'll let you close this out. All right. So in closing, I want to share a quote with you all that means a lot to me. It goes, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. So my daughters have loved and still love the Lorax, and I've always loved reading it to them. Um, when I was a volunteer, just like you all, I was getting ready for my second conference as a CCO volunteer, packing my bags. And my oldest, the one you saw in the video, she was about three or four at the time, comes walking in. And she asks where I'm going. I tell her DC, and she asks why. So I told her I had to go make sure the earth was healthy for her. And she got the biggest eyes and the most innocent look. And she replied with, so you're the Lorax. And, you know, because of all that, this quote has just kind of stuck as a reason to do the work that most tend to leave for others. So in closing, I want to thank you all for stepping up to do this important work and caring to make things better. I'm glad that you all are here so that none of us feel like we're doing the work alone. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? 
Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.